Welcome to The Dwelling Place, where three friends talk about approachable home design and our never-ending search for the perfect rug. So whether you're doing laundry or the dishes, join us in a conversation about making our home a beautiful dwelling place. In today's episode, we're sharing how we go about styling shelves, all while combining beauty and function. We have a new segment, DIY We're Dying to Try. We'll also be answering some of our listener questions and end with a pillow talk. We're going to start this episode off, of course, with our highs and lows. So, Bree, would you like to start us off? Sure. My low for the week is I decided a couple months ago I'm going to get a beautiful plant pot. And it was like this gorgeous, round, unique, (laughs) cement-ish ceramic pot. And it was so beautiful. And I don't usually invest in those kind of things, but I'm like, for me, $15 for a pot is a lot of money. (laughs) So, and I got it up in Maine with my sister, and it was really, really pretty. And I got a specific plant to go in it, too. So, my little one-and-a-half-year-old, whom I love dearly, is starting to walk. And that's great, and it's super fun. But he also (laughs) likes to climb on the couch and... He pushed it off the back <gasps> where I had oh. it styled, and it just, it cracked, and then, yeah. Shoot. So, it was not salvageable, oh, unfortunately. No. I was like, oh, I love you so much, it's okay. <laughs> just like, the one pot you're, like, trying to showcase, yeah. and it, like, it completes the space, and now it's in the trash, so... That was my love. Now, what about the plant? You were able to salvage that. And I was able to salvage that. I had to add a little bit more dirt to it. But... And you put it in just something, another pot you mm-hmm. had. But it's not as cute. Oh, <laughs> bummer. Yeah. So my high for the week is my parents shocked me and got me a dresser that I had put on my birthday list. I don't usually do a birthday list, but this year my husband's like, I really want you to do that. I'm like, fine, I can do that. I don't even know why I put this on my list. It's like way above what anybody normally spends. I don't know why I put it on there, but my parents decided to get it for me. (laughs) And so my friends helped carry the box out and I was like, oh my word, what is this? so cool. I opened it up, I'm like, oh my word, you got me the dresser. I was shocked (laughs) and so excited. So it's a Jenny Lind style, Mm, actually. It's part of the Target's nursery line, actually, but it's just a white dresser. Mm -hmm. But it was very affordable in comparison to like, how expensive dressers can be. And I put it Especially, in my... I mean, the Jenny Lind stuff you can get from, like, Pottery Barn. It's yeah. it's really expensive. Yeah. And my guest room really needed a new dresser. The dresser I had gotten before was, like, a $10 garage sale fine. And it had gotten to the point where, like, one of the drawers, the track was not working anymore. Mm. And so when you pulled it out, you know, it wobbled to the left and to the right and to the left and the right. right. And you had to, like, finagle it to get it back in. And then also, when you open the drawers, like, little bits of wood would get shaved off from, like, the inside. So, like, (laughs) I would vacuum out the drawers constantly. Not great for guests. So I was so (laughs) excited to have a new dresser in my guest room that looks pretty. It's really cute. And works well. And it holds all my guest linens. And I love the style of it, too. Because Jenny Lind is... A traditional, you'd yeah. say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really love it. It's very cute. Thank you. We'll add a picture to our Instagram and to our show notes. Okay, so my high is that last week, while Brian was out of town for a business trip, I finally finished painting the trim. It's only been like three years since we've had the trim. Well, okay, technically, three years since we redid like the kitchen and the downstairs area where this trim is. But two years probably since we've had the trim up. So now it's finally all primed and painted. It feels so good. It does. I have to say that's actually probably very relatable because I actually have a piece of trim that I still haven't painted and it's been, you know, a couple of years. So we all feel you. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations for finishing. Well, the other thing I did, because I got really ambitious, and I painted the inside of my closet doors. So I have the louvered closet doors, Mm -hmm. you know, with those little slats. Mm -hmm. And when we first got the house and painted our bedroom and moved in and everything, I just painted the outside of the doors. Never thinking that I was going to put this really cute mirror 
inside the closet. Mm. So every time I take a selfie, like I try to do an outfit selfie, I have the inside of the closet doors showing. And it's like wood with white drips of paint from the front. It's terrible. (laughs) And then the other issue I had going on in the closet was when we installed our IKEA closet systems on either side, the measurements were wonky. And so on part of that inside wall, like where the doors are, there's plywood. And then it's open on the other side to just like the studs Mm -hmm. and like you could see the wiring and stuff. And you can't finish it off with drywall or plywood because the Ikea closet is, like, wedged in there (laughs) in such a way. So it's, like, pink up until, like, you know, one quarter of the way, and then it's brown (laughs) the rest of the way. So I painted all of that pink, and I, like, I used a brush or a roller that could, like, a really skinny roller that could reach in, like, behind, like, around corners and stuff. So now, if I take a picture... From, like, looking in the mirror. Right. It all looks finished. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was really excited about that. I think that's also very relatable because <laughs> when I installed my closet doors, they're, like, the accordion kind of doors. Yeah. I remember Bree said, why didn't you paint, do you remember saying this to me? I didn't paint the, like, oh, edge yes. of them. So yeah. when they're open, you see right. wood because yeah. I painted them white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not going to bother me. I'm going to always have them closed. Well, real life, I never have them closed. Like, they're constantly open, and it's really bugging me. So I should have just done it then. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that relatable. could be a thing on your list because it feels so good. Like, yeah. You I like that idea. get it done. Part of next year's <sighs> domestic dare, maybe we can finish all these last minute like projects. little like tiny, tiny things uh, yeah. that honestly probably would only take us a half an hour or, or five less minutes. or less than yeah but we just constantly put them off uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so that was my high getting all that painted so my low it's a little bit complicated and it kind of ties into one of our later segments the diys as you guys know our domestic dare is to do our pantry Mm -hmm. and my big issue with the pantry is trying to figure out the configuration of the drawers like where food should be and where dishes should be so i had this light bulb moment where i realized if instead of the glass cabinet door fronts on the uppers on that one wall if i just got plain white ones then I could store food up there because oh. I wouldn't have to worry about it being visible. I was visible. going to suggest this. Yeah. <laughs> when I first heard you talk about it, I was like, well, why didn't she just move some stuff over there? I have cabinet? to say, though, that I love those glass, the glass in them. Well, it's but so then pretty. that led to my next idea, which is in the dining room, there's that wall where I have the record player and mm-hmm. that little table thing. I got this cute mid-century modern table thing that's for a record player. But one of the doors was broken off of it by people who live in my household. (laughs) So now it looks really bad. And it's pretty small. So I was thinking if I got solid upper cabinet doors, then I could move my collection of Blue Willow China and do like some kind of a hutch built-in situation along that wall. With like a countertop maybe and like cabinets below and above and then i found the perfect (laughs) ikea cabinet where it has drawers in the middle section and then it has glass doors above with shelves you can get it with two longer bookshelves like long narrow bookshelves Mm -hmm. on either side buying a built-in basically exactly yeah and just looked really good and i love like the wood color they had they had an option that was white and wood and it was like a nice warm kind of wood color okay not like natural wood it was more natural but a little bit on the warmer side so i think it would look really good with like the floors and the table and everything so i was all excited about this talked to brian about all of it he loved it I added it all, like, to cart and was trying to figure out, you know, shipping and all of that kind of stuff. They won't ship the cabinet doors. What? They can't. They don't ship them. Ikea's not available. crazy with I shipping. Know. Like, crazy. Some stuff they do. Yeah. And, like, they ship the backsplash. There's no rhyme or reason, honestly. <laughs> I know. 
like they sh- I recently bought a backsplash from Ikea and they shipped that and it came in these massive boxes. I mean, how heavy was it though? Because I do think it's a weight thing. Maybe. So if it reaches a certain weight limit, I think they just won't. Maybe. It's like cost what? Was it like $100 or they just wouldn't even ship it? Wouldn't ship it. Wow. Like said, unavailable. Yeah. For your area. Sounds like you need to make a trip to New Jersey. (laughs) So then, then the other thing, Brian was like, okay, so when can we plan a trip to go to Ikea? The cabinet, the hutch, the thing that I've fallen in love with is not available. It's out of stock at all all of the Ikeas in (sighs) our area. Yeah. So now that's my low and I got to like refigure out what to do. Can Brian build you that? I mean, he's a craftsman. He helped build and redo your house. Like, can't he build that for you? He'd probably really enjoy it, too. You know he likes to take on projects. You should ask him. Save for Mother's Day. wanted it to be something easier. Faster. Yeah, I Say, I want this done by Mother's Day. That's not that far away. Maybe that would work. Because we could do, like, full-depth cabinets would fit on that wall because it's yeah. quite deep. Like go to section. Lowe's or something and get just like cheap stock things and then... That's what I said. We went to Lowe's and looked at them and Brian was like, these cabinets are crap. We're going to get kinda much are, better cabinets than these. Where's like, the Ikea? Right. Like, well, yeah, good point. Better than the <laughs> Ikea hutch situation? I don't know. Yeah, they are really crappy. We almost went with them, and we actually bought all of the cabinets from Lowe's, got them to, like, didn't deliver. It was actually Ryan and his good buddy, and they put them all in, and then we decided they were just crap. They were all in our garage, and we're like, we're returning these. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, they are really bad. I think they're worse than Ikea. I love my Ikea cabinets. I do. Okay. I will say, like, they're they're really, really nice and yeah. solid. So, Well, garage sale season know. is coming up. Maybe you can find, like, a really cool mid-century piece. Or I was thinking, like, something really crappy and then, like, make it over <laughs> into something cool. Well, then yeah. you're so just making we'll something, see. so you should just Or that cool it. hutch that you let Brie take instead of... <laughs> I don't think that one would go. I think Emily thought I was crazy with that hutch. My husband I thought I was crazy. And now everybody who comes in the house is like, oh my word, this hutch is so cool. <laughs> I was like, I know, right? <laughs> you had a vision for it. The rest of us couldn't see it. <sighs> All right, Kimmy, what's your high and low? All right, so you girls just saw my high. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it in our last episode briefly. That I got an ottoman. I've been really wanting to get this ottoman for quite some time. Not this specific ottoman. I've been wanting to get an ottoman because I wanted a larger coffee table situation that would fill up the space more but could also act as a footrest. Because what we always do is we take, even like with my deep seated love seat, like we can't like necessarily put our feet up, you know, like you can sit cross legged and stuff, but sometimes I like to lay back and put my feet out. So what we would always do is pull our wooden circular coffee table up and then just put pillows on top and then put our feet on. And it was just kind of like, it still wasn't even comfortable, you know? So I've been looking for one. There was one from Interior to find that I really wanted, but goodness gracious, it was like $900 for the one that I wanted, of course, because I wanted big. I wanted my coffee table, my circular coffee table that I had previously was 36 inches and it did fill the space okay, but I wanted something at least like 40 to 42 inches was that's ideal. It's very, I mean, when we searched for your coffee table, oh, Emily, it was extremely so hard, hard to find bigger. It was extremely hard to find 36 inches. Mm-hmm. I was just like really on the hunt and this one in interior to find, like I said, was so much money. And then you have to wait a half a year to and get it. And then you have right. to wait. I was like, I don't want to wait. What if they lose it? Yeah. <laughs> so then I was looking on Amazon of all places and I found this company that had this sectional and it had this, like, I guess this is part of, like, it makes a chez. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Chez. I, I say it wrong every time. <laughs> so, yeah, you could, like, connect it to the sectional and it kind yeah. of, whatever. But you can buy it separately, too. And it's just a square and it's down alternative. What happened was I found it and I was like, I think this is it. It was $371, which is way cheaper, mm-hmm. <laughs> way cheaper. So I showed my husband. He liked it. He liked the color. It's like a dark gray. And I've been wanting to bring in more, war- like, 
It's a warm gray, though. It always yeah, it's has a warm this, gray. Like, blue undertone. To yes. It. It's really blue. Which I really wanted because I'm trying to incorporate more blue in the living room. I felt like it would work. He was cool with it, but I didn't have the money. So I've been waiting. Well, I mentioned a couple episodes. I think our first episode of the season, I said that I had gotten a rug from Amazon that they told me I didn't need to return and I could keep it. (laughs) So I sold it on Facebook Marketplace for $300. (laughs) So I only had to pay the 71 bucks for this ottoman. It was like basically a free one. I'm just like, yes, it was wonderful. So it came, we ordered it. It came in like two days. It was great because it came the same day that we bought. Do you guys know what like the nugget couches? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, I got a cozy couch, which is basically the nugget, but a different brand. And those came too for Jude. His My in-laws bought him a cozy couch for his birthday. They all came on the same day. And we're like, oh my gosh, all these comfy things in our <laughs> living room. So we set up this big mountain of, you know, cushions. <laughs> And it was so much fun, and I've, like, really enjoyed this ottoman. I'm loving, like, draping a... Throw blanket. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> draping a throw blanket over it, and the only thing is, right now I have a tray on it. I want to do a tray or a basket, but I want it to be circular because it's a square yeah. ottoman, and there's so much square going on mm-hmm. in my living room. And now I'm getting, like, that window pane rug whenever it comes, which is squares. So that's why I want to get a circular tray. There's one at Target I love, but it's sold out. So waiting to see if it comes back in stock. I'm loving it, girls. What do you think? Do you guys like it? I really love it. Yeah. It helps, like, ground the space. Yes. Because you have all the light furniture and the lighter carpet, which I know the carpet is going to, or the rug is going to change. But having that deep color just really helps yes. tie everything together and coordinate mm-hmm. even with your black wall. Right. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was something that I didn't, I forgot to mention. It came with little feet on it that were like, they were actually really nice looking. It was like walnut circular feet, but it was actually too high mm-hmm. for, like it was higher than my sofa. <laughs> So I took those off and I actually liked how it just goes completely flat to the floor. And it we've talked about that. You know, you don't want all of your furniture to be on high heels and stuff. So this really helps with that look too. And it's still easy to move around, like push around and stuff. So I'm really loving it and I'm very grateful for it. So that's my high. My low is not really a low. It's more like I'm trying to look for solutions and I want your girl's help. (laughs) So I am just like... In this mode of wanting to not have white walls everywhere. See, I'm getting there too. Yes. Yes. More color. I need more color. Yeah. So I don't know how to do this because I want it in my great room, but it's hard because it's, I don't want it in all the whole And you don't want it in your bookcases either. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So this is one thing I was thinking Mm. of. If I just paint the living room, but then I would have to paint the accent wall too because I don't, I wouldn't want like... A color and yeah. then the accent wall. Mm-hmm. Like it would have to all be one. I agree. But then I would have to paint the built-ins. And I don't know if I want to do that because it's a lot of work. Do you have to paint the built-ins or can you just paint like the L-shaped wall in the back? So if you're looking at your great room, the wall with the big window and your beautiful new Ella couch. And then the wall to your right, that's the black wall now. And then that little nook wall too. Have those three walls. Yes. That was color. something I was going to ask if you girls thought I could do that. hmm of course, I went and got all new outlets to match the black wall. Like, I got all black outlets and light switch plate and stuff. Um, you know, the, the switch plates is what I'm right. talking about. That the covered that I know, yeah. but it's like we just recently did that, and Ryan's like, you want to paint? And I love the black because it does... But you have had the black for a long time. I have. I have. Okay, but I have one more option. So that is one option that I've been thinking of. Or just to do something easier for now, to just appease me with some color. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not really color, but what if I painted the windows black? Black? Oh. No, not the trim. The windows. Oh, the window boxes. Yes. Hmm. Of my big bay window and the Mm -hmm. tomb. Yeah. What do you girls think? Because I think that could, like, it would tie in the black accent wall. Mm -hmm. It would give a little bit more depth. It's not color, but it brings it more, makes it a tiny bit more moody, Hmm. which is what I'm going for. Is it weird? I don't think it's weird. I wouldn't paint, like, the shelf thing. No, no, no. Just the inside. I know know what you're saying. 
Have you mocked this up on Photoshop no, yet? No, I meant to before. I talk, told you girls, but I haven't yet. Uh, you should try, yeah. try it and see what it looks like. I think it would be good, but I don't know if that's a, gonna be enough color. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like too contrasting when you're looking at that wall. I think it's gonna be like, what is that black thing at the end of the wall? Instead, mm-hmm. like now your couch is like showcased and that's mm-hmm. what you see. And the beautiful curtains, I think it might be too distracting from that. Yeah. Okay. But if you did a color, what color? I don't want to be one of these people that just copies things I see. But I am really <laughs> loving Chrysler's Julia's, like, greenish gray. Like, that sagey greenish gray. That's what I was thinking. Like, and then head, I saw like somebody else like just do this in their living room. The same, like, similar color. And it just looks so... And she has a very similar living room to mine. Hmm. She has, like, the fireplace that's, like, she kept white and stuff. And then, I don't know, and it just, like, looks so good. Now, you could take black electrical tape and just pop it up there and see what That's true. Like. Mm-hmm. I just need something. I need a change. I think it might be changing that black wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just do the color I on just those. just switched all the switch the plates. <laughs> well, how much did that cost? $10 <laughs> in some time? Yeah. But he had to change. He literally changed all of the actual mm-hmm. outlets. Like, redid the electrical. And the switches. Mm. And the switches are a pain in the butt because they're all connected to different things. There's three of them. Mm. Oh, he'd be really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but if you went with a really dark color, maybe you could keep the oh, black. I wanted a mid-tone color. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I feel like that would compete with the black wall. No, I know. But that's why I was thinking. The black wall would either, have to be painted. Yeah. Yes. Either I have to paint every, like that L, like you mm-hmm. were talking about with the little nook. Or I'm just going to do the black windows. That It's one mm-hmm. or the other. I can't. Photoshop. Yeah, I'm gonna see And you probably, I would think you definitely want to get your new rug in first. Yes, Emily, that's a really good point. Yes, if it ever comes. (laughs) (laughs) Is it supposed to come at the end of March? Well, it said 12 to 14 weeks when I bought it in December. So, yes, theoretically, except when you go in and you're like, say you're buying the rug right now, it Mm -hmm. tells you 12 to 14 weeks. So, (laughs) we don't know. I I even asked Mm -hmm. Chris Julie, I messaged her. And she responded to me. She's like, honestly, I don't know when, but I'm hoping soon. (laughs) Anyways, I'll keep everyone updated with my living room woes. (laughs) We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to jump into shelf styling. We are going to deep dive into shelf styling. All the things you need to know, all the questions we've been asked, we are here to help you guys style your shelves. This episode was suggested to us by Natalie at Kingdom Mama, and she requested an episode deep diving into this topic. What are our tips and tricks? Kimmy, you want to start us off? Let's get our shelfie on. (laughs) I don't know. It's not. It doesn't work. No. All right, so we have five tips, and we're just going to go through them, then expound like we do. (laughs) And answer a bunch of other listener questions, Mm -hmm. too, about it. Yes. So the first one that we have is clear all of the shelves. Start with a clean slate. Start at ground zero. Yep. And, Brie, I know that you've talked a lot about taking all of the objects and things that you have... Mm And putting them in one spot, maybe on your dining room table or wherever, looking at everything that you have and evaluating, Mm -hmm. getting rid of things that maybe you don't really like. The advantage to when you put everything all together in one space, you can start to make the connections between items you have and start Mm -hmm. to see natural groupings or themes and get an idea of like gaps that you need to fill, Mm -hmm. all of that. Instead of just going to a store and buying a bunch of random decor, like, shop your own house first, pull Mm -hmm. together all the options, Mm -hmm. see it all in one spot, and then that's going to give you an idea of where to start. Point number two, you want to place your biggest objects first. You don't want to go ahead and just place, oh, I like this thing, I'm going to definitely put that up here. Place your biggest objects first and don't clump them together, like, disperse them throughout the shelves. Yeah, you want to make sure that it feels balanced compositionally. Mm -hmm. So you step back and you have to think of the shelf as one big 
shelf. <laughs> you don't just start with one of the shelves. Mm-hmm. You have to look at it as a whole thing that works yes. together and is congruent. So right. it's really important to make sure you're dispersing those large items throughout. So right. say you have like a large basket and you put that in the upper right hand corner. The next shelf down, place another bigger object, but have it be towards more the left side. And then that third object move to the right, but not all the way to the right, have it more like in the middle, leaning towards the right. So you kind of, your eye flows down Mm -hmm. the shelf. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What you don't want to do is line up a bunch of objects on one shelf first, you're saying, and then like move to the next shelf up, Mm -hmm. line up a bunch of objects, etc. You really, you have to be working on all of the shelves at one time Mm -hmm. and placing items in such a way that when you stand back from it, it doesn't look like everything's to the left or everything's to the right or everything's down the middle. Like right. it just feels mm-hmm. even less And this space. includes too, if you have a situation where you have shelves flanking something like a fireplace, you have to look at them together mm-hmm. too. Like the shelves on the left and the shelves on the right as one big whole thing. And you know, it's, it's hard to do, but you just, you got to step back, always step back and take it all in. If you have a lot of books, don't have them all to the right. Especially, like you mentioned, the fireplace. If you have a majority of books, have the top right be books, and then the next shelf on the top-ish left be books. So you're balancing and mixing your books with your decorative Mm -hmm. objects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I have one thing that I want to ask you girls, if this is just in my head. I don't even know if it's a design thing. But for some reason, compositionally, I always feel like really large pieces should go on the more towards the bottom shelf and not necessarily on the highest shelf because to me it feels like off like right like you uneasy. don't want something really heavy up high does that make sense yeah. Like, yeah yeah it gives you like a weird sense of anxiety i feel like if you have like something really heavy that's up high like it's gonna somehow fall on you well maybe in that case you can still have a bigger object but maybe it's a basket where you yeah. can see mm-hmm. through it and see behind it yeah yeah how do we go about choosing what objects to put up on the shelf So these are many points within tip three, which is Mm -hmm. to choose your objects. The very first one to help you choose your objects would be going through color scheme. Now, if you're like Brie and I, and we just have neutrals, (laughs) it's pretty easy to pick. You don't really need to think about color because if they're all like earth tones and... You, you know, just neutrals. don't want, like, a black thing next to a black thing next to a dark green thing. You want to try to, like, disperse your contrast. Right. But typically, if you're someone like Emily, who you really love different colors, like, especially navy and pink, mm-hmm. and you, let's say, you pick, like, three to four colors, and you say, these are the colors that I'm going to try. You know, also with neutrals, but, like, I'm going to do navy, pink, and gray. Or something right. like that. Yeah. Plus all the different neutrals, which greenery is a neutral. Yes. You don't have to have green right. as one you of your colors. Right, you don't have to count that. Yeah. So that would be the first way to choose your objects is with a color scheme. Then you want to place your elements with varying heights together. So you don't want things lined up that are all the same height. Mm-hmm. You want taller things in the back, shorter things in the front. So you can vary the heights of objects in their groupings. When I'm trying to style a shelf or even like a nightstand or a mantelpiece and create that vignette, you know, where you have the items styled, I try to follow the rule of three, which I learned from Emily Henderson from her book called Styled that we've talked about before. And her rule of three is that you have three items or basically three things in each vignette. So you have something horizontal something that's vertical, and then something that's structural. So that could look like a horizontal book or a horizontal tray and a vertical vase with a flower arrangement. And then your structural thing could be a picture frame or it could be some, like a little clock or, you know, some little structural Mm -hmm. item. Like a cement knot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Another tip is you want to mix in vintage and rustic new and modern elements. You don't want to have everything brand new, like you went to TJ Maxx and bought this row of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You want to mix in like stuff that you've had, some found things, some vintage pieces, and then you can bring in some new elements too. But really to have a beautiful shelf, you want to have a really 
mixture of those curated objects along with your books and along with plants and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You want to have a mixture of all those elements. So the next tip with choosing objects, along with like the mixing vintage and rustic, you also want to mix and find different textural elements. Mm-hmm. So some examples are like you could find something shiny, something dull. So like ceramic would be shiny, mm-hmm. like a coated ceramic. Or like a cement. Or mm-hmm. yeah, cement, cement could be a dull, like stone. This is interesting. Have you girls heard of people calling certain like glassware as being wet? Like, quote-unquote wet. I heard this in another design podcast where they were talking about, like, glass and, like, crystal, which I know crystal is kind of, like, a very own aesthetic that's very much... probably coming back with the whole... Yes. Well, it's the glam. It's the... The Mm -hmm. grand millennial Mm crystal is really making a comeback, but... They call they consider it as wet, like it's movement. It's just a new name. I know. <laughs> you know, that could be something like wet. I do have some like see-through glassware sometimes mm-hmm. on my shelves. And then dry. I don't know what a dry <laughs> thing would necessarily, but maybe wood. So like wood and glass right. are kind of like mm-hmm. wet and dry. Terracotta maybe? Yeah, that would be a good dry. So then also like glossy and matte. Um, and so I did list some things like stoneware, glassware, metal. Metal would be kind mm-hmm. of like a shiny. Mm-hmm. You know, canvas is a dry. Wood, ceramic, rattan, organic florals and plants, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You always want to have greenery. Yes, mm-hmm. bring that sure. life. And have yeah. like a pothos draping down your shelves. Oh, yeah. it's so pretty. <laughs> Think about the different textures when you're choosing your objects. And then you want to add depth. So leaning things up against the back of the shelf, layering it with something in front of it. You could do that with picture frames where you have a bigger one toward the back with a smaller one up front. You can also mix in some more of those textural elements like baskets. I think those look really good. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a nice flat basket Mm -hmm. to lean it up Mm -hmm. against the back or against a picture frame. Yeah. And then this next one um, is the one that I struggle with the most. So you guys should probably (laughs) talk about it. (laughs) Don't use too small objects unless you have a collection or something. But even if you have a collection, try to condense it onto like a tray to give it purpose and ground it. Because if you just have a lot of little things, it makes your shelf seems so cluttered, which is Mm -hmm. why you want to start with the bigger objects and then put in your smaller stuff after. But don't have just like lots of little tiny things lined up perched on the edge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not going to look great or curated. You want to, if you have a lot of little things, give them purpose, collect them, corral them, give them a place, a home to be. Now, let's just throw out there some things they can corral on top of you said a tray Mm -hmm. what are some other things that they could potentially corral if they have a couple small items that they want to put together a shallow basket Mm -hmm. you could do a couple stack of like really big books or maybe you have a dictionary that you're not using that'll add like some chunkiness to it and then you have like say you have vintage salt and pepper shakers or something like that you can line them on the book the tray or whatever cat figurines Yeah, it's interesting because there's so many things that I didn't even think about. Like, a tray is kind of, that makes sense. But, like, flat baskets, it was like, oh, I can put stuff on a flat basket. Or another one I've seen before, and I think, Brie, you actually gave me this idea, was doing, like, a terracotta, what are they called, the the dish that you put under pots? A drip tray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that's something that you could do, depending on, like, I have one in my bathroom. That I use to put like my lotion on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just it's kind of a different yeah. way to corral things. And if you have a shelf, think it's very angular, it's rectangular, you have a lot of lines. So you want to bring in some different shapes. So bring in some circles, bring in some ovals, bring in some triangles. And not necessarily like the shape of the triangle, but you're making that shape with your objects to kind of break up the structure of right. the bookshelves. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that kind of goes back to the rule of threes because you have those three objects. Mm-hmm. They create that triangle. Right. Yeah. Tip number five is don't be afraid to move things around. Trial and error is part of the process. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're going to get frustrated and be like, I don't know where to put this, but keep trying. FaceTime a friend. 
You can message us if you have questions. <laughs> Sometimes I've found, like, especially with my built-ins in my living room, I will do it, and then I'll be like, I don't love it, but I'm going to live with it for a little bit. And when I sit back and I'm watching TV, and then all of a sudden I get a burst, like a light bulb uh-huh. moment, like, oh, I'm going to move that there, and then I'm going to move that there. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Yes. That usually <laughs> so, happens at 11 p.m. for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to, like, don't feel like you have to get it right the very first yes. time. You mm-hmm. can let it sit, sit with it, and just look at it and think about it. Maybe we should answer some of our listener questions related to styling shelves. This question I really loved from Rye Planter. How to know when to stop? Decorated shelves versus cluttered shelves. So how do you guys know when to stop? As you, like, you've placed your bigger items, you're filling it in with the smaller items... Is there a way you can tell, like, when enough is enough? Place your favorites first, and then you're going to discover the ones that you don't love. Mm-hmm. Don't use them. Yeah. Even, even if you're like, oh, I guess I could put this here. No. Stop. Use your favorites. And <laughs> also, give your eye some breathing room. You don't have to stuff your shelves. Your eye needs a place to, like, absorb what you're looking at. So mm-hmm. don't cram them. Have a little bit of blank space for your eye to flow down. I do have to say that... This could be somewhat of a stylistic choice because if you are a maximalist who loves like eclectic, you know, craziness in your shelves, you might want them more full and maybe a quote unquote cluttered look is what you're going for. But you but can that's do a collection. it. That, yeah. That's that's giving it purpose. Right. And you still need to it needs to look intentional. And you can be a maximalist with intention. But I think really what it comes down to is what style are you going for? And if you are more of the minimalism, less is more, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and a lot of times I put in too much and then I'm like, no, I need to go. I need to remove that. Like, that's just too much. And sometimes you just need to play with it and see, like, remove a couple things. And like you said, the breathing room really is important. We also had a question from Terry who said, when you have mostly books, how can you still make your shelves look interesting? For me, you don't have to have all your books lined up with the spines out. You can stack some. You can have a shelf that's all lined up. You can have then the next shelf that's stacked with some books with maybe an object in the middle. Play around with the configuration of the books so you're still giving that flow, but it's not so uniform where it's just like books. Mm -hmm. This also goes back to like the color thing, because if you've picked out a color scheme, so for me, I do a lot of Terra neutrals, (laughs) earth tones. (laughs) And let's say I have a lot of books that kind of fit within like I'm doing rust and like an olive green and browns and stuff. And I have those books and I have them facing out, but then I have other books that I think are really cool or I just want them on there because maybe I use them. I don't, but (laughs) let's say I'm somebody (laughs) who reads. (laughs) But I want, I want them on there, but they don't go in my color scheme. Turn them around. Mm -hmm. Especially if they're vintage because vintage books turned around look really cool. (laughs) Yeah. The color and texture of the old pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back in the day, when Brie came over mm-hmm. and helped me style my office shelves, because I have these big office built-in open like shelves, so Brie came over to help me style them, and I was thinking I wanted to do a rainbow color type mm-hmm. situation and like sort out all the books by rainbow color and have them on the shelf like that, and I sort of had done that already. I just wasn't loving it. So then Brie came over and helped me with the styling. And as we started, I realized at some point along the way that when we turned the books around so that the pages faced out, mm-hmm. I actually really liked it because it just calmed the space mm-hmm. down and it just wasn't so many colors and things going on. Mm-hmm. And on the top of your shelves, though, we kept that all books because it was mm-hmm. up so high you didn't need to access it. And there are a lot of books that you didn't read but still wanted. So we put those up really, really high because you don't need to get them down. Mm-hmm. And then as you move down the shelf, then you had some stacked with a little object on top. And then you had some right. of your figurines, but they were curated and collected. And then you had a plant and mixed it in all with the books as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I like that you're a book nerd because I feel like this is one of those things like the whole real plant versus faux plant that some book nerds would actually really hate this idea mm-hmm. because they yeah, want to show sure. off their collection. Right. So how do you feel about that, that some of your books and your collection, they're not 
showing. Visible. Yeah. For me, I could always find a book if I needed it, which is kind of weird, but I could see like a little bit of the color and I knew generally like what shape the book was. Mm -hmm. So that made it easier to find. And I also put all my favorite books down lower close to my desk too. So like right now, how I have it styled, because I've actually purged a lot of books. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like over since we first did that video, purged a lot of books. So now the lowest shelf closest to my desk has my top favorite books, ones that I will actually go and reference. And then it also has my to-be-read pile of books, books that I've already bought that I'm planning to read at some mm-hmm. point, hopefully. So all of those are on one shelf and I know like right where they are. But I do think it is a matter of personal preference because some mm-hmm. people would just, it would drive them crazy to not see the spines and know where yeah. they are. Or, like, if you have a special collection of books or books that are in a series, you really do want all of those together. Uh So you have that whole collection Mm -hmm. together. So And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But if you love that, absolutely go for it. And series, typically, they would all be the same color, right? Typically. Or at least, like, the same color family. Yeah. Like, maybe different shades. Because you, know, you could but... do, if you really want the spines all showing, you could do a, a variation of, like, all my orange books are over mm-hmm. here, and all my red books are here, and all my yellow books are here. and Right. You know. Yeah. The home meta is really big on that. Yeah. Sorting them by color, and they say, like, you will not have a problem finding your books because mm-hmm. your brain remembers, like, what color And it looks are. good. Yeah, it does. It feels more cohesive, and even if you have a lot of books on your shelves... It looks very intentional mm-hmm. and orderly, and so I think it really works. Mm-hmm. All right, so we also got another question from Instagram from Becca, and she asked, how do you make shelves look purposeful instead of just decor items? I think that this kind of goes back to what we were talking about right at the beginning about mixing vintage with the modern. That's going to help if you find things like you go thrifting and you find something that really is meaningful to you mm-hmm. and that item you put on there and it has a story. Like if somebody says, I really like that, you'd be like, oh yeah, I got this at a garage sale one summer. You know, having stories behind items really make things look purposeful. Mm-hmm. When they're purposeful to you, I think it shows to other people that... Mm-hmm. It's not just random. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, there are the things that you can go out and get from Target or TJ Maxx and their decorative objects, but you just, you mix them with the things that are meaningful Mm -hmm. to you. So also, if you want your items to be a mix with decor and practical items too, we do have a lot of ideas for different areas of your home and items that you could use when you're styling Yeah, I think it's really great. Sometimes I just need, like, ideas of what can I put on my bookshelf. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So we just compiled this list, and maybe it'll give you guys some ideas. Some of the objects we have written down here are pots and vases. Like, if you've gone to an antique store and you find, like, this really cool vintage piece, that's a great thing to add in. We mentioned books. You can stand them facing forward or backwards. Boxes, plants and florals, picture frames and art. Baskets, of course. You know, I love baskets. Um, Candles can add a nice shape and even scent. You can use bowls, wood bowls, or other just cool kind of sculptural looking bowls or decorative objects. Garlands, like the wood beads. I love the wood bead garlands. Mm -hmm. They look so good. Just you have some tossed in a bowl Mm -hmm. on your shelf. I have some like draped on some books Mm -hmm. on mine. I think that adds a really cool shape and texture. Mm -hmm. So now that we just talked about objects that you could have on just bookshelves in your living room or office or, you know, whereabouts, we also wanted to just throw out some object ideas for kitchen open shelving. So some that you could do are obviously dishes that you use, Mm -hmm. (laughs) plates and bowls, things like that, but also dishes that you don't use, you know, maybe fine china or, you know, whatever. Or like a beautiful carafe. Yeah. Serverware for sure, like pitchers, carafes, bowls, um, all sorts of drinkware. There's tons of different kinds. If you're into like alcohol or mocktails or cocktails, whatever you do, (laughs) you got wine glasses and, you know, fancy scotch glasses and beer glasses, but also just regular glasses. 
if you have a mug yes. collection of some cool mugs or like handmade mugs mm-hmm. that could be really cool uh recipe books those could look really cool mm-hmm. style or on your open shelves the holders like you can get like i have a tin can that holds yeah. recipes it's really mm-hmm. cute it's a yeah. rifle paper cow oh, i yeah. love it That's a nice one cake stands are great uh, you can even put things on the cake stand. Or a trifle bowl. You can mm-hmm. put like some oranges or citrus fruits in those mm-hmm. when yeah. they're in season. And cloches, like you can have yes. a cloche on a tray or something, you know. Yep. I love to do cookbooks because I like putting books in, but it doesn't really make sense to have books that aren't kitchen related. Right. So if you have something that's like, like the gathering book that Mariah talked about in last episode. You know, you could do something like that. Sometimes I, I think I have a plant book mm-hmm. on the shelf because plants kind of work in the kitchen too, you know, like that mm-hmm. That kind of works. <laughs> Which, yeah, you can put plants. Definitely put yes. plants on your kitchen open shelves. For sure. Cutting boards, cheese boards. You have like a little mini lamp. Yes. On your counter. I've been loving really this. Cute. It's kind of a trend to have mini lamps, and which mm-hmm. normally is... On the kitchen counter where you see it, but sometimes I've seen people do it on their shelves too. Mm. It's really cute. I love having like a stack of beautiful tea towels. So Mm. if you have like linen tea towels that you've rolled and then you can put those in a really shallow wooden bowl is like so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, like you could also do picture frames and paintings and Mm -hmm. artwork. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's also kind of a big trend right now, like the old oil paintings. Yeah. Uh Watering can for the plants. We're your little plant mister. Mm-hmm. Salt cellars when Bree ever finds a new one. <laughs> I know. Eventually I'll get one. Pepper mills. And I have a mortar and pestle from Ikea. It's actually like a really, like it's stone. It's heavy. Oh, cool. But I love it. It's so that cool. It's cool. Speaking of the salt cellar, if you don't style that in your kitchen, you could always put it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, on your open shelving in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you could put a plant mister, too. I mm-hmm. have a really cute one I got from Urban Outfitters that I actually have in my bathroom on a tray. Yeah. Mm. Bathroom or kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in your bathroom, you would probably also want something scenty, like a scented candle or poopery spray. <laughs> <laughs> That I actually have some spray with lotion in that little terracotta tray that I was talking about. And it just kind of, it's like um, a fancier spray. So it like has a cool logo on it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got one from Target and it smells really, really good. <laughs> Apothecary jars. You can store cotton balls, Q-tips, all of those like practical bathroom things. You can store them on your bathroom shelves in a pretty way. Mm-hmm. Like a pretty glass container. Mm-hmm. I love rolling my bathroom towels. Mm-hmm. Some people fold, which works great too, but I think just rolling them makes it look like a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I actually fold and roll. Whoa. <laughs> I fold my bath towels, but then I roll my washcloths and hand towel. I think it depends also on the depth of your shelves. Right. Because sometimes rolling doesn't work because then they stick out weird. Yeah. Baskets, of course. Um, reading material. <laughs> <laughs> For all our husbands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have like a stack of toilet paper too. So if you have guests over, they can easily see it instead of being like, where is the toilet paper and rubbaging through <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really a yeah. good tip. One thing about back to washcloths that I have been doing I'm not sure I love it but it's an idea that you could try <laughs> is I have them rolled the way that I keep them is on top of a flat basket so that was just another idea that maybe some people want to try is you know a different way to corral them mm-hmm. it's very hotel yeah feeling mm-hmm. with the toilet paper you want to have it there and accessible so people can find it but you want it to look good, mm-hmm. too. Like, you don't want a sloppy big container of toilet paper with the plastic wrapper right. still around it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like, take the rules out, put them on the shelf in a nice basket. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a crate. Or... I have it in a wooden crate. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do something nice like that. And then even, I I think, too, it's really nice to have, like, tampons or pads in a little basket or something like that close by. Just to have that accessible for people and for yourself. And, you know. I have mm-hmm. all that stuff in a little basket that I got from Ikea that has a lid on it. It can technically fit a toilet paper roll, but I just keep it on the back of my toilet and it works really, really yeah. good. And then it yeah. looks cute. I'm all about having form 
beauty and function together, like mm-hmm. married. Yes. I don't want to have the ugly stuff out. I want the ugly no. stuff concealed and look pretty. Yeah, I'm very much about lids yeah. <laughs> when when things are ugly. So I have like the hyacinth baskets with lids connected mm-hmm. and that's where I store all of that stuff. So technically guests wouldn't know that they could use panty liners and tampons, but they are there if you guys are <laughs> We know where to rummage. Yeah, we do. do now. <laughs> Third basket on the from the top. <laughs> so the only question I think we haven't answered yet was about shelving specifically, like how to add shelving. So if you're and, low on shelving space, right? And she, um, Anne Marie, asked this, and she specifically asked for the kitchen or dining area. So I'm wondering if she's thinking. Maybe like open shelving in the kitchen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People don't really do open shelving in dining rooms. They do more like hutches and built-in, built-in mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of thing. Yeah. Which can I just say, Chris loves Julia's black arched cabinet is just absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> yes. And I want one, but I cannot justify spending the money. <laughs> I know. Well, doesn't uh, Target have something similar that's arched and a glass cabinet? Do they? They do. I think so. It's a Studio McGee. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. I don't this. know if it's, it's black. It's small. It's white. They have a... Or a natural wood, oh, right? Really? I think they have a natural wood oh, one. Oh, yeah, they do. Yep. Yep. It's small. It's not, like, huge. It's, like, 70... I know somebody, though, that took pages. it and propped it on top of another, like, table to make it look taller, and they, like, built it to make it... Like, I think they did cabinets uh. and then put it on top of it. You should do that! <gasps> yes! <laughs> Okay. I'll try to find the picture and show you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Anyways, back to shelving, putting it into the kitchen. Well, we'll uh-huh. start with kitchen because I think, Emily, you and I both have open shelving, but in different ways. So right. So you can explain how you did yours. Right. So in my kitchen, I have thinner wood shelves, but I have these big black brackets that mount the shelves. And I've done floating shelves in other kitchens before, too, where I actually took down upper cabinets and did shelves, and I also used brackets then, too, Mm -hmm. for those. It's a good DIY project. It's not very hard to do to just get some brackets Mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm you know, some wide boards, and then you're good to go. My mom did this with an old piece of barn wood. Hmm. And she put cool. one shelf up. She got, like, some cool brackets from Amazon and popped that up, and it looks so good. Yeah, so I don't know what style Anne-Marie is, but that, that would, you'd say, is kind of like if you're using exposed brackets, it's probably more farmhouse, more industrial a little probably. bit. Probably. Yeah, yeah, a little cottagey. Yeah. You know, I think it's great. It looks great. So we did the more like mid-century minimalist take of just like the floating shelves, but let me tell you, it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> I don't know if I recommend it because I know that they can hold a lot, but we got, well, they're not brackets, but they're like rod iron things uh-huh. that you had to like put mm-hmm. into the wall. And then Ryan, he built the shelves like out of thick wood and then he had to match the holes of the rod irons and like shove it on Uh and it was just it was a nightmare he redid it so many times and they're even a little crooked but I try to not think about it when I take pictures I'm always like you know working with the like I don't know but you can also buy prefab floating shelves you don't have to make them yourself true (laughs) (laughs) I think we looked into it and we wanted like we wanted enough weight because I wanted it to hold all of our dishes Mm. so those prefab ones they don't hold as much weight like ours hold 75 pounds each rod and there's three rods in each so I know that all my dishes can be on it that's a good tip so if people aren't gonna have heavy things then maybe you can buy the prefab yeah Mm -hmm. so I hope that helped I think in a dining room getting something like a hutch or something like that Doing some kind of built-in situation. Basically, like, what I'm trying to figure out. Another really... Oh, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that you could do in the kitchen, just temporarily, and even if you're in a rental, you could just take the upper cabinet doors off and use Mm. them as open open shelving. Yeah. Yeah. You can also take a bookcase and add some more substantial trim to it and then make it look like a built-in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we answered your question. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to have our new segment, DIY We're Dying to Try. 
then we have a new segment that we are going to introduce to you guys. DIY, we're dying to try. Emily, you are kicking off this segment. What do you have for us? I've been super inspired lately to get back into doing some DIY products around the house. Hence, like, my high. This probably, like, all started with that, you know, painting all the trim finally. (laughs) I was like, ooh, what else can I do? So I have been thinking about my kitchen quite a bit and just wanting to come up with some way of adding some more interest and texture to it and some more warmth because... All white kitchens are supposedly out, Uh you know. All the warm tones are coming. (sighs) I know, and I don't really want to change a ton, but we don't have a backsplash up yet. Mm. So I was trying to think of some ways that I could add some more warmth and texture and just interest going on in the kitchen. And then that led me down this whole rabbit hole of fluted wood. Do you guys know what the fluted wood trend is? Yes, yes, but you should definitely describe it to listeners. Okay. So it's basically like ridged wood. There's different ways of fluting wood. So sometimes it's more like bumps out, mm-hmm. like thin strips that are bumped out, almost like if you lined up a bunch of little dowels. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one way of doing it. But other times, like really fancy fluted wood, it will actually go the other way in. So it's like little channels carved out of the wood and so then the ridges like stand up but it tends to be really pricey Mm -hmm. because of the time involved in doing it and so i had seen some people do some diys where they took dowels and like glued them onto something that must have been so many dowels yeah (laughs) or they had to buy special dowels that were already cut in half like glue them onto something or they tried to cut dowels in half oh my goodness yeah like a lot of work So then I found this other way of doing it where you use this product called pole wrap. And pole wrap is, it's supposed to be used for covering like, you know, if you have those ugly like structural poles in your basement, those Mm -hmm. just tall metal poles. Yeah. You put this around it and it's basically strips of wood attached to like a cardboard sort of backing. No way. And so it's super flexible and they're already little strips of wood. It's mm-hmm. nice wood because it's supposed to, you're just supposed to stain it and then it's good to go. So it's pretty wow. looking wood. You can get it in MDF, like all MDF that's very paintable. Mm-hmm. So you can paint it different colors too. But it comes in these giant things, like eight feet tall. Where do you buy it? Home Depot oh. and Lowe's. You can get it from there. So, okay. and it's really easy to cut because it's just... You could just use a box cutter and yeah. just cut between the slats. And it's very flexible, so you can do lots of cool things with it. Oh. Um, like you can do a curve around your island mm-hmm. or something. And I've seen people do, like, even on bookshelves where they've done, like, curves. I've seen that. Yeah. Curves on the edges. It looks mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And it just adds that extra little flair, and it's pretty trendy. It looks like it's fairly easy to do, and it would be fairly easy to change if you decided okay. you didn't like it. So, I found this house on Pinterest that had a fluted wood vent hood over their oven and a fluted wood backsplash on one wall. But I'm thinking that's a little too much for me. Too much flutedness. Yeah, too much flutedness and just too much wood and it it would work for more of a beachy house. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking at least around the island... Like, that would look so cool. Because the back yeah. of our island is navy blue, but it's just painted plywood. Isn't it a peninsula? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah our quite. peninsula. So the base of the peninsula, putting this on the edge. Right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe even trying to do a little curve around the side. Now, what color does it come in different colors of wood tones? So far, I've heard that it does. So far, I've only found oak. Red so, oak. Oh. But it doesn't look super red. I was worried about that. Mm. I so I bought some. I need to some. see a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought some and I brought it home and put it next to my oak okay. table and chairs, and it almost perfectly matches. Really? I think with the right stain or even just clear, mm-hmm. it would look. See, because like your goes table together. I thought was like a white oak. It is. I am picturing a different, like red oak. It's really not. Okay. It's really light colored. I would definitely want to cut some off and do like test staining yeah. and stuff to make sure definitely. like it didn't turn really red. How much was it for like a big roll? Because you said it's like pretty large. Right. The thing with it is because it's made to go around a narrow pole, 
It's eight feet tall, but it's only 16 inches around. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. But could you... Okay, let's say it's eight feet tall. How tall is your peninsula? It's probably, what, 36 inches high? I think so. So Maybe a little bit less than that, but yeah. If you cut the eight feet in half, I mean, that's 48 inches. I can get three out of it. You can get three out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. So I can get three 16-inch wide strips of it. To put around one. It. And how mm-hmm. much is that one roll? So at Home Depot, it is $75. At Lowe's, it's cheaper. I okay. discovered this just a couple days ago. It's mm-hmm. cheaper at Lowe's. I have a Lowe's so. card for 5% off, too, if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to be buying more from Lowe's. Because I only bought one to start with, just to see how it looked and everything. But then, I was another DIY. I was inspired by this to do coffee table mm-hmm. i was thinking that I would could be cool build a coffee table but then i was like what if i use my existing coffee table as the base yeah and cut the fluted wood strips to go around it okay around but it. how are you connecting what would it look like from the top of your coffee table to the top of the fluted you probably need a new top yes so i need to buy a new wood circle Okay. And then I would want it. I would want the fluting to be under the edge, mm-hmm. right? So that I have like the rounded edge of then the Then you wood could top. Cut, just like caulk, caulk or under it to connect yeah. the tabletop, and then the fluting, and then you wouldn't see it. Yeah, or like I'm thinking you'd like wood glue it or something. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking but. liquid nails because mm. I think that will work well, or wood okay. glue. But yeah. then, so I was, I've been thinking about this a lot. I was gonna put like a new wood circle on top of the table, and then put it, the fluted wood strips, the pull wrap around the edge. But then I'm like, but then somebody is gonna like kick the bottom of the table, and then the whole thing's just gonna right. go in. So how do I stabilize it around the bottom? And I was thinking like, did they make hula hoops big enough? I could like <laughs> stick one of those around inside to like glue. The top and the bottom, you know, to something solid. And then I had the light bulb moment where I was like, what if I flip the table over? So the top now, the existing MDF cardboardy ripped up marble top becomes the bottom. I put the wood circle on top and now I have something solid on both the top and the bottom. you're going to need something like, but how the only thing that's supporting the top is just... The fluted... Well, what are the legs no, like of your... the legs come down close to the edge. Okay. It's like a metal base where they come out like an X sort of thing. If that doesn't work, they do make, at Lowe's and Home Depot, white vinyl... Not piping, but like you can make your own hula hoop kind of thing. <laughs> oh, sure. So you could do it that way too, because I've, I've actually created in the past for like a bridal shower, I took greenery and made this giant hoop and hung it from the ceiling to make a chandelier of, I think I bought that from Home Depot or Lowe's. Okay. Just like a white vinyl plastic piping looking thing. Like a tube. Tube. That is the word I'm looking for. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that could work too as a backup option. Yeah. Now my problem is that I want to put fluted wood on everything. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I've actually been thinking about doing a fluted accent table. In my oh. living room and having Ryan make it, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so more power to both of you. <laughs> this is what I want to get your guys' opinion on, though. So we talked about, like, the whole built-in situation in the dining room. I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I did something that had an arch, which I was looking at the arched cabinets from Target, mm-hmm. of, like, somehow doing some kind of built-in thing that was big enough but had some sort of arch to it because fluted wood is super bendable. So you can easily, like, bend it up over an arch. I've seen people, like, line arched doorways with this pull wrap fluted wood. You're getting to or the point on the where back. maybe there's too much fluted wood. I know, because if, the, if there's an island here, yeah. or the peninsula is fluted wood, if you had fluted wood on the built-in, does it tie it together, or, or is it too, too much? much? I think it would be too much. Too I much. think you need to pick one. Yeah. And I think it should be the island, because I think that would be the easiest. Yes. And then you can also paint it, like, the same color as your cabinet if you get tired of the wood color. Hmm. And then buy the Target one and add some built-ins underneath the Target one to make it more substantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then the fluted wood coffee table. Yes, you should try which that. Which is in the other room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, like, I'm not really going to be out 
that much coffee right. table wise because I couldn't find a coffee table like anyway. So Should get my we'll ottoman. See. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all have our houses looking the same. Exactly. <laughs> and that brings us to our last segment, pillow talk, where we recommend a product or a thing we're loving lately. So Emily, you also have this one. What yes. are you loving lately? Okay, I actually brought it with me because I you hear saw the, this, the ruffling, uh-huh. she's rummaging out of her bag. I saw this and oh, on um, a YouTube video, and I was influenced instantly and had to get it, and then had to bring it to show you guys. This is a mouse pad <gasps> that looks like a mini a rug. rug. <laughs> it has fringe and everything, you guys. It That's looks a like mouse pad. A shrunken rug with fringe, but it's a mouse pad. It looks oh like a word. like a dollhouse yes. doll like oh rug. Oh my gosh, I love it. We will add a picture to our Instagram so you guys can see this. That oh my is word, so isn't funny. that cute? Oh my gosh, it's, it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> and it feels like soft and velvety. I gotta check on Amazon. It's from Amazon. Wow. Of all places, I'm gonna check to see how much it was. Really quick. <laughs> You could use okay. that in a dollhouse. Yeah, you absolutely know. Yeah. Okay, it's twelve ninety five. <laughs> Not bad. And it comes in lots of different colors and styles. So you know, I picked this color because I thought it was going to match my um, rug in the office. Well, okay. it's a little bit brighter than I was expecting. But you got the like, it's like an aqua. Yeah. What would you call that? What is like it a, called? It's called turquoise. Turquoise. Yeah. With some rust and terracotta in it. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. <laughs> Love the little fringe. Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I thought you guys would really appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> well, that was great, Emily. <laughs> Thanks for closing out our time together with a little laugh. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today. We want to know what you thought of this episode and what you want us to talk about next. Find us on Instagram at dwellingplacepod. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Every single review is so appreciated and it really helps more people find our podcast. Visit the show notes for the pictures and links to all the things we talked about today. We'll see you in two weeks right here at The Dwelling Place.